Today on this third Sunday of Advent, we continue with our Those Who Dream series. John the Baptist, Mary, Elizabeth, Joseph, and the shepherds and the magi, they were all dreamers. They received and responded to God's dreams for the world. And so this Advent, we are stepping into that mystery and that awe of God's dreams, and we pray that they will shape our reality. On the first Sunday of Advent, Pastor Kathy DeCreedy shared how those who dream keep awake. When we dream, we don't fall asleep to the realities of this world. God prompts us to pay attention to where God's dreams for change and new life are emerging. And last week, we focused on how those who dream prepare the way. Like John the Baptist, we are called to prepare the way for God's message of love and liberation to be heard and responded to in this world. And this week, we remember that those who dream sow joy. Today's scripture is often called the Magnificat. During a visit with her relative Elizabeth, Mary is moved to praise God with song as she realizes at a deeper level that the child she is carrying will bring redemption to the whole world, that she has been chosen by God to bear a son who will change the course of history. Mary's song is in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 46 through 55. Hear these words of praise. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For God has been mindful of the humble state of God's servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is God's name. God's mercy extends to those who fear God from generation to generation. God has performed mighty deeds with God's arm. God has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. God has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. God has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. God has helped God's servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and to his descendants forever, just as God promised our ancestors. May God bless the reading of these holy words. The past month or so has been a bit crazy in the Welch household. First, Corey had an anaphylactic reaction that sent us to the emergency room because it turns out she is super allergic to cats. And then the next week, Russ had bronchitis, and then he lost his sense of taste, and so we all panicked because we thought he had COVID, so we went into lockdown. And then thankfully, his test came back negative, just in time for me to take Joseph to the emergency room with appendicitis. Joseph had emergency surgery and everything turned out just fine after a couple of days in the hospital over Thanksgiving. But whoa, <laughs> just when we thought 2020 couldn't get any crazier. 
And I was talking to my spiritual director this past week, and she asked me how I was feeling through and after all of this chaos. And as I was reflecting back, I was marveling at the joy that I felt even in the midst of all of that chaos. When Joseph got out of surgery, we were thoroughly entertained while he was coming out of the anesthesia. He was just waking up out of surgery and his mouth was dry and he was having difficulty talking. And, and with a panic look on his face, he said to the nurse, they took out my tongue. Why did they take out my tongue? And she couldn't convince him otherwise until she had him stick out his tongue and look at it. And the look of cross-eyed joy as he saw proof of his own tongue was fantastic. And then we got up to his room and the nurse said to us, only two visitors are allowed to be in to visit him while he's here. And so I'm gonna put you two down, okay, mom and dad? And Joseph overheard this and, and again with this panic in his voice, he shouted, down? You're going to put them down? Why are you going to put them down? And I had to reassure him in that moment that the nurse was just going to write our names down on a piece of paper. She wasn't actually going to kill us. And again and again, the comedy gold flowed from Joseph. And at one point, the nurse said to me, this is my favorite intake I've ever had. I'm so glad that I'm working today. And I was just laughing at Joseph as he very seriously asked the nurse as she was attaching his IV in his arm, is that my charger? Even sitting in that hospital room when my son was recovering from emergency surgery, I felt joy. Now, this wouldn't have always been my reaction to such a circumstance. And even sit, I remember sitting there thinking, wondering, I'm joyful right now. Why am I joyful? I sat there in what Sarah R. called in, in the, the poem that Dana read today, a holy and beautiful chaos. I sat there in that holy and beautiful chaos and I felt joy. I watched as the nurses ran around caring for Joseph, asking him very serious, and then he was asking them very serious yet absurd questions that Russ was feverishly documenting on his phone and knowing that Corey was well taken care of by family friends that were happy to have her over to play that day. We were in the midst of this holy and this beautiful chaos. This week I came across a quote from Emily C. Heath that so perfectly describes what this holy, beautiful chaos is. She says, here's what I think. I think it's easy to be joyless in this world. It's simple. It doesn't take much effort. You can put others down. You can dwell in the hopelessness you can even lob out negative comments on the internet from the comfort of your own home. 
The best part is that if you lack joy, you don't even have to do anything constructive. You can just dwell in it. But it is a whole lot harder to rejoice. Why? Because joy is hard. Now, that might sound like an oxymoron. Joy is joy. Shouldn't joy be easy? I don't think so, because I think joy is something deeper than that, she says. But that also means that it's rooted. And it's the thing that remains in you even when everything else around you is crumbling down. It has been said in many, many different ways that joy is resistance. That is especially true in the worst days. Joy is resistance. Joy is resisting to believe that the struggle and the heartache and the sorrow of the present will be here forever. Joy is resisting the temptation to allow ourselves to get, to get sucked into the negativity and instead express gratitude in the positive, no matter how small. Not because we are ignoring the difficult, that we are falling asleep to the realities of this world, but because we acknowledge that life is both difficult and good, sorrowful and joyful. Author and theologian Henry Nguyen, Nguyen puts it this way, while happiness usually depends on circumstances, Joy runs deeper. Joy, he, wrote, he writes, is the experience of knowing that you are unconditionally loved and that nothing, sickness, failure, emotional distress, oppression, war, or even death can take that love away. Joy is living in that knowledge. So joy and sorrow, not only can they coexist, but joy can even be found in the midst of sorrowful circumstances. By all outward appearances, Mary's situation was difficult and vulnerable. But her song of joy bubbles up from this wellspring within her that was deeper than any of the superficial difficulties that were around her. Mary was this young teenage girl who was pregnant before being married, engaged, yet she was still at that moment single. And she was alone. She traveled to Elizabeth. She was one of the most vulnerable in society at that point, and her culture told her that she should have felt shame and embarrassment for being pregnant. Yet here she is, and she is singing with joy. And she is praising God as she realizes that the promises that God had made to her ancestors so long ago, that in that very moment, they were in the process of being fulfilled. With faith in that moment, she is allowing herself to imagine and to dream of what the world could be what the world would be when God set the world right side up. But she's not dreaming of it in the future. She's pulling that future dream 
into her reality, into her present with this joyful anticipation, allowing it to take root within her. When Joseph was in the hospital amusing the nurses, I didn't know whether everything was going to be okay in that moment when I felt that joy sitting in the chair in the room next to his bed. His appendix has, had perforated, so there was still a very real risk that he was going to have further infection and need to stay in the hospital longer and have further treatments. But instead of living into that fear of the unknown in that moment, I allowed myself to be filled with God's joy, with the knowledge that we were surrounded by prayer and by unconditional love. Like I said, though, that has not always been my reaction. I am really good at worrying and really great at creating worst-case scenarios and living into that fear. But instead of going down that road of worry and fear, I gave myself permission to let joy take root, to acknowledge the good in that moment, that my family was being taken care of, that Corey was good, that Russ was there, and that Joseph was sharing joy and entertainment, and the nurses were caring for him. Sowing these seeds of joy, it's always risky. Just like sowing seeds, tiny little seeds, into the soil. Covering these small, tiny seeds with soil and trusting that, that somehow they're going to take root and push through into the sunlight. And the same is true, that, that analogy is true when we plant seeds of future joy in our present. I felt joy in the hospital because I had planted those seeds long before, remembering and cultivating God's love and just acknowledging that, that in my life that we all have. It's trusting this joy in our present is trusting that when life covers us up in darkness, that we're not being buried, we are being planted. But the world calls this foolish. So joy is resistance. It's choosing not to live into the pessimism and the angst of 2020, but to see our current chaos as this holy and this beautiful and joy-filled chaos. Let's take a lesson from the children. Seeing a snowstorm not as a major inconvenience to our lives, but as creating a playground right in our front yard or being joyful that even though COVID birthdays aren't exactly what we wanted, we are still surrounded by love unconditionally. What joy will you choose to fill your day with today? This week, will you go through the week and choose to pick out those little seeds of joy and allow them to plant themselves within you, to take root, living in the joy even in the midst of the chaos and the sorrow and the struggle. Because all of that is very real, but the joy is also 
so very real. What dream of joy will you bring into this Christmas season? I pray that as we go into this time of sharing our joys and our concerns with one another, we can feel welcome to share our whole lives, to share our joys, and to share those things that, those small joys that have brought joy into our life in the past week, and then also share our struggles and our sorrows and those people who so desperately need prayer. Praying together is a way that we can come together even though we are apart, and it is a joy to do that. So let us prepare ourselves for prayer with this song. prayers that have come in on the Facebook um, feed. Prayers for, um, Judy asked for prayers for family and friends of Pat who passed away yesterday. Sue asked for prayers for Lois who will be entering hospice and for her family who are not able to be with her. Marla asked for prayers of hope for good news um, from various tests for Katie and prayers of comfort for her brother and sister-in-law at the loss of their beloved dog. 
And then also Mark asked for prayers for our, for our IT. Yes, for whatever reason, tech is just annoying sometimes. Christy asked for prayers for everyone to enjoy the meaning of the season and show, show grace and love to one another. And I do want to share um, a shout out, I guess, to Allie, Allie Kenny. Um, she has been in our nursery when we have been here um, in the building. And each Sunday, um, she spends a half an hour with different age groups and with our, our kids. And Corey has been joining her and loves their their little half hour Zoom sessions and they have a lot of fun playing games and talking and catching up with one another. And so if you would like that information, email the office, email me, message us on Facebook, message Jenny, do all the things. If you have somebody's text or text number, cell phone number, I don't know. If you have their cell phone number, do that, um, and we will get you the information for those Zoom links. And um, also, she is going to be, Allie is going to be helping us out in the office. She is has graduated um, from college with her, um, her I think it's her, her secondary or primary education degree. I'm not sure how, what you call it. Um, teaching kids. She graduated so she can teach kids. And she's going to be helping us out in the office, which is going to be fantastic, um, answering phones and so you can call and talk to her. And then, um, okay, so Shelly asked for prayers for Carolyn and her mother on the difficulties as a teenager. Yes, that's real. Um, and then also prayers for Chris and his father on when Chris um, got in trouble with the police. And we do want to pray for all of those who are being affected with COVID right now. Um, and for doctors, for nurses, and for all of the ways that we can help protect ourselves and, and care for one another by distancing and wearing our masks and just showing those little, those little moments of love for our neighbor. And with that, um, I invite you to, to join me in prayer. Great creator, oh God, we are in awe of you. We will never know how you manage to dream up mountains and valleys, freckles and dimples and curly hair. A cool morning mist, the change of seasons, or the magic of music. God, your greatness is beyond our reckoning. And because we are in awe of you, we believe that we must follow Mary's lead and allow our souls to sing. We believe that the appropriate reaction to your goodness is complete gratitude, which looks like love for our neighbor, justice for the poor, food for the hungry, and joy that overflows in our lives. And even though, God, we do not always believe in ourselves, we believe that our song is pleasing to you. Lord, we believe. Help our unbelief. And God, we believe that bringing our prayers, our concerns, our joys to you, you hear us and you respond to us. So we pray for all of those people and those situations that we have brought before you. And God, we pray for your healing love and your blessing for them. 
We pray for those who are struggling with addiction and mental illness. God, we pray that, that those who are feeling depressed and those who are, are struggling with life right now, God, we pray that they might reach out to someone. And God, we pray that we might have the words and, and the understanding to know what to say in those moments. And God, we pray for all of those who are in school, whether they are finishing up their finals or they are going into their last week, that you will be with the students and the teachers, the parents and the administration as they finish up and then take a well-deserved rest. God, our needs are great and our abilities are limited, but we know that with your love, all things are possible, that you are limitless. And so now we pause and we lift up to you our silent prayers that lay heavy on our hearts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray these things in the name of Jesus as we pray the prayer that he taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As you go from this time of worship together, may you have the strength to dream, wild dreams of justice and peace and joy that overflows. May you have the humanity to listen to the dreams of others. May you have the confidence to trust that the God who heard the cries of the Israelites in Egypt Here's your dreams as well. And may you have the conviction to return to this space. For our best dreams are those that we dream together. In the name of God, the original dreamer, Jesus, the dream come true. And the Holy Spirit who enables us to dream the, those dreams, go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. Have a fantastic week.